When you prep to step away from the office, do you get busy crafting the perfect away message? I sincerely hope not. It's become a core belief of mine that when people don't value their customers or their clients, and they decide to take a vacation, they take to writing away messages and force us to read them. But why? Uh... Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. Why? Because I run the number one platform that helps mom entrepreneurs to build better businesses. It's called The Founding Moms, and we're always looking for women like you who want to join our community so that you can grow your company and get better at marketing, branding, and sales. It's a pretty awesome place. You can see it for yourself at foundingmoms.com. This week, we're digging into the way you communicate with people when you can't communicate with people. Yeah, it's complicated. What's with all of your away messages? I've noticed a new type of response to my weekly newsletter. Every Tuesday, I send out tools, tips, and tricks to my readers. I pride myself on the Founding Moms newsletter because I actually write the thing. And I take a lot of time to put thoughtful messages in there so folks actually read them. I've been doing it for years writing missives to my crew of peeps who understand what I mean when I talk about how overwhelmed we can get, how the challenges that come with marketing or sales are really, well, challenging, or how we need to remember to celebrate ourselves because we're doing a lot and there aren't many people recognizing our Herculean efforts. But in years past, I'd get a different type of response than I do now. I'd get a woman writing to me thanking me about how much the newsletter resonated with her. Another would debate me on a point. On my best days, I'd get a slew of replies. On my worst days, there'd be crickets. Now, there's the away message. But it's not just one or two. Well, I guess the math isn't so bad. I have thousands of subscribers and get only about 7 to 12 away messages every week. But in my view, that's 7 to 12 too many. Let me read you one, because I'm sure you'll enjoy it and it won't be a waste of your time at all. I am currently booking regular sessions in the studio, and I'll be available again for location sessions outside in June. You can get on my calendar in April and May for the summer. Guess what my response is to her response? It's a resounding, who cares? I'm really happy for you and your booking of regular sessions. I sincerely appreciate you letting me know about my availability. But let's pretend for one quick second that I'm actually a potential customer, not a newsletter writer. And after inquiring about her availability, I get that? It's going to have me give a similar, resounding, who cares? I don't care what her availability will be. I don't want to get on her calendar 
It's so presumptuous. I want to hear from a real person. And for that, I'd wait. Let's do another one. I will be out of the office this week on a much-needed brain break from Tuesday, April 19th, returning back on Monday, April 24th. I will be checking email during my absence. You can't see it, but I can. She spelled absence A-B-S-E-N-S-E. And for those of us who are word nerds, it is very clear by that typo alone that she needs her much-needed brain break. But again, she's invariably complaining to anyone who receives it that she's overworked and underpaid. And she's added that she will be checking email during her absence. So why the away message? My favorite kind is the simple, hi, thank you for your message. I'm out of the office. Please expect some delays in my response. That was a real one. A real email that I got. Just, why? Why are you contacting me to announce that you'll be delayed in contacting me? I understand that some folks want to look professional. And the word look is very much in quotes. They think that if there's any moment that they can't be present for others, they need to make sure that you know that they really are there, having their automations pay attention to you if they can't. I also understand that a lot of folks in this day and age have electronic anxiety. It's the panic that sets in about whether folks will like you less if you take longer to get back to them. That worry is often exacerbated by the thought that you could lose business if you don't get back to people fast enough. Entrepreneurs are really good at winding ourselves up with fears that are just that. They're beliefs that we concoct and then we convince ourselves that they're real. People interested in doing business with you will wait for you to get back to your inbox. Everyone in your work world has the same inbox issues as you do and understands that instantaneous responses from real live human beings isn't realistic, nor is it the best way to do business. No one in the world wants to receive an away message. There are caveats to that, of course. If you'll be gone for three months or more, we may want to know. If you're no longer the person to talk to, of course we'll want to be redirected to the right person. But of all of the away messages that I see these days, there hasn't been anything of value that folks are providing to me. Let's rethink the away message, shall we? I want to enjoy hearing from you. That's all. You don't call. You don't write. Why not do both? Go to jillsalzman.com slash podcast. You can record a message there, ask me a question, address something I said, and I can talk to you in a future episode. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Lindsay, Aaron, and those diehard fans of the autoresponder for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.